0: Hello, boss, and welcome back to the Run Your Business Like a Boss podcast. Today, we celebrate 100 episodes on the show. Oh my goodness me, I cannot quite believe that we are here because it doesn't feel like that long ago that I was toing and froing of whether or not I should launch my podcast. I had deprioritized the goal of my goal list for a good year before I actually took that brave first step to launch my show. Now, there was a couple of reasons for why I kept deprioritizing launching a podcast. The first one was just that little bit of fear and uncertainty of putting myself out there in such a vulnerable way. And the second thing is I just didn't know how or what steps to take to launch my podcast. So in this conversation, I'm joined by a special host. (laughs) That's right, I'm in the hot seat today and Beck Buchanan is actually driving this conversation and Beck is perfectly qualified to be our host today because she herself has also grown a successful podcast in the past 14 or so months. So in this conversation, we're talking about what it takes to grow a podcast and how it impacts your business. And the reason for this is because I know that so many of you are thinking about starting your own podcast for your business. So if you're curious to see what it's taken to start and grow my podcast, then I know you're going to love this conversation. Are you ready? Let's go. You're listening to the Run Your Business Like a Boss podcast. Hello and welcome. I'm Christy Robinson, your host. I'm here to advocate for you, the business owner who's knee deep in the messy middle. If you're tired of feeling stretched, overworked, and overwhelmed, you're in the right place. My goal is to help you streamline, systemize, and create a strategy that enables you to step from stressed out worker to the boss of your business. Now, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, Beg. Welcome back to the Run Your Business Like a Boss podcast. Thank
1: you so much, Christy. It is good to be back.
0: I've never had a repeat guest on the show, so you're the very first guest on the podcast and you're the first repeat guest, so this is kind of exciting.
1: It's an honor and yeah, it feels like home. I was so nervous the first time I came on your podcast, so I feel like a different woman today, so it's good to be back and with no notes, I can just ad lib now.
0: This is what happens when you you become a podcaster yourself that you have so much more confidence in being in the space and just being present so I love that yeah definitely a lot has changed since we first got together And today's conversation is to celebrate 100 episodes of the Run Your Business Like a Boss podcast. And I could think of no better person than to have you come on the show to sit in my chair and to facilitate this conversation. So I'm super excited to be
1: trying something different. Thank you so much. It's such an honor. So happy podcast birthday for 100 episodes. Did you You probably did. You're so cool, calm and collected, but were you expecting to make it this far or was it just, you know, do a couple of episodes and see how you feel and see how you go?
0: Look, I honestly think that with anything that you start, you really don't know where it's going to take you. You don't know whether it's something that's going to have longevity or whether it's something that's going to crash and burn. (laughs) Thankfully, it wasn't the latter. If I'm honest, I think I imagined it to be still running 100 episodes later, but at the same time, you never really know until you get in and do the thing.
1: Well, we're so lucky that you kept going. You have helped so many of us as you will continue to do. It's an amazing podcast. Can you please tell us what does it take to produce a weekly show like the Run Your Business Like a Boss podcast?
0: Yeah, so I think in the beginning it took a lot more than what it takes now. And I think that you, I'd love to hear your perspective on this too, Beck, because you've got your own show. But in the beginning, it is you're going through that learning curve and you're having to put so much time on the ground in figuring out what the episodes look like and structuring each of the episodes. And now, today, just over 18 months down the track, I don't actually prescript my episodes. I have a structure in terms of I know what I want to cover. I have key points that I talk to, but I don't script it out like I did in the beginning. So it's definitely takes a lot less time these days than what it did in the early days. So when I first got started, I would say that I was maybe spending around 10 hours a week on the show, just trying to get that content right, which is a lot. I'm not going to lie. So I was trying to get the content right, doing all my research getting everything pre-scripted and then recording. And then in the beginning, I was re-recording myself and doing a little first cut of edits and all the things because I was trying to figure out my voice. I was trying to figure it all out. Whereas now I'd say it's just a few hours a week of just pre-planning in terms of understanding what I'm going to do and then recording the episode. And now that we've moved to video, I know you have as well, Beck. there is an element of you have to show up looking like you're ready for camera and something that you're going to put on on social. So there's that extra little piece that I do these days that I didn't do in the beginning.
1: Yeah, you're my aspiration, actually, because you've been telling me for a while that you don't script anymore and you can just free flow it. I'm not there yet. So you're always ahead of me. So I hope to be there one day too. You know, you say a few hours a week, that's still quite a commitment. If it was easy, everyone would do it, I think. And (laughs) um, for a lot of people, a few hours a week is, it is a commitment they're not ready to take. So go you. I think you downplay how amazing you are behind the scenes with committing to this and producing amazing content. So on that, were you ever fearful of creating high valuable content that you're giving away essentially for free via the podcast? Did you think it might cannibalize your paid business or not? What's your take on that? I
0: get this a lot, actually. A lot of people wonder how much is enough and what to put out. I don't worry about it, if I'm honest, because I know that there will be people who, well, all my clients are podcast listeners. So they are either existing clients and listen to the podcast and it complements the work that we do. Or a lot of my new clients are now coming through the podcast as well. So the way I see it is that I'm still able to impact and support people that may not be ready to work with me at that point in time and in some ways they're actually further along in their journey when they start working with me versus when they were what they would have been if had they not have been listening to the to the podcast. So there's a level of awareness that comes through consuming my content because that's a lot of what I do is building awareness, creating that understanding of what their pain points might be, and then really those steps to take to be able to solve them. But what happens when I work with my clients, and you might have a bit of a perspective on this is that when you work with me, I hold space for you. So it's not just guiding you into where we go into that next step, but it's actually having that person that you can speak about your business, that you can unpack all of the things. And I heard this described on someone else's podcast recently on Pat Flynn's podcast. He had a guest, the lady's name escaped me, but from Australian birth stories. And she said that, you know, having a coach is like having a business therapist. And so that's not something thing you'll ever get in a podcast, but what I can create is a resource to be able to help a wide number of people with challenges that are universal with ideas on where to start to resolve those challenges, but it's never going to fully impact on my business.
1: I would agree with that. I also feel that creating the free content from a business owner's perspective, if I think of my shoes, it's quite cathartic in a way. I I really enjoy to give free things away. I feel like that's, I don't know if honourable is the right word to do, but I feel like I'm serving a really generous way. And it also keeps me on my technical toes, I guess, to make sure I know my stuff enough to go out to the world. So I think it's enjoyable in that regard. And I too don't feel it hurts my business, but I guess initially it is a bit scary giving things away for free, but I certainly think your podcast complements the coaching you give me. It certainly does not replace any of it. And maybe we can delve into that a bit later.
0: Yeah. And look, I think the thing is, is that we're all here for impact. We're all here to help others. And so if you can provide detailed or more in-depth content to be able to genuinely support other people on their journey, then that's
1: that's a good thing to your point, Beck. And I think if someone's looking for a coach hearing your stories and your approach actually really helps to, for someone to hone in on whether you're the right coach for them. I know I've listened to podcasts and I love them, but sometimes the track that the podcaster has gone on makes me realize, oh no, you're not appropriate for my needs in in how I need to be coached. So I think it could serve in that way for those people thinking about getting a coach. All right. So tell me how has the podcast specifically or positively impacted your business, your paid business?
0: Yeah. Well, I think I sort of touched on it a little bit before in the sense that I think people who come to work with me, they really know what they're looking to get out of their coaching experience. And they're really ready to get that detailed support to be able to take action. It's so hard doing business on your own. It really is. Like, it's so easy to get caught in your own head. And so I think that having the free resource of being able to start to do the work is most definitely helpful, but then it also, as you say, helps people to know that I'm the right person to support them. And I think also it has really helped me from really allowing me to express my views in a way that only I can and I have a very specific way of speaking and I think that that has only enriched my own thought leadership and every week I mean you would know even though I'm not scripting my content I'm still having to think about what it is that I'm putting out there I'm still having to think about well what is my perspective on that and am I prepared to put that out into the world and develop my skills in a training sense or in a content sense So I think from that perspective, it's really helped my own personal brand to be able to stand out amongst the lots of other people that do what I do. And then that also has gone on to really attract the right, not the right client, but the client that's going to want what I have to offer to your point, Beck, I work with a specific type of client obviously clients who are in the messy middle, who are experiencing a certain part of their business. That's the type of people that come to work with me because they have been listening to the podcast for a while. They know that I can solve their problem and therefore they go on to inquire. And I feel like in
1: some ways it has created an opportunity for me to be able to curate the people that I work with as well. I think never asked you this, but some business owners that I've heard on podcasts or through the airwaves that they change coaches every six months or 12 months to get the benefits of a new coach. You've been coaching me for over a year. I don't know exactly, but a long time. I cannot imagine, not to dis changing coaches, but I feel like our relationship is so deep now through having that consistency I've cried to you many many times about my business and and beyond that I feel there's such a deep incredible relationship that you have with a coach or business therapist as you say so and then I use the podcast as well so you're really serving me in so many ways and I digress probably but I'm just so grateful um, for you and all that you do through the podcast and through our conversations and coaching offline as well.
0: It's interesting. I mean, look, I think everybody gets different things out of coaching and you and I, whilst we've been working intensively together, has it been, I think it's been two years intensively It's been two years and then we dipped in and out of working together before that as well. So, you know, we have had a long-standing long relationship and I love that about our relationship working together and I love being able to support you on such a deep level. I think some people just feel like they need different things from different coaches and and so I think that it's not a one-size-fits-all and that's the great thing about coaching is some people might prefer to be able to get that one thing from that particular coach and that other thing from that particular coach because I'm not going to sit here and say, I do all the things for all the people because I just don't. But I think there is a lot of value in having that long-standing relationship. And I, like you, love our relationship. I love being able to support you and I understand your business deeply. And yeah, there's a level of trust that comes with working with a coach. It can be for some people a very vulnerable space.
1: So I know the value of having a coach in my business. Can you define for someone thinking about if it's going to be useful for them or not. How hiring a coach prevents you from getting stuck and keeps you moving forward and on track in business?
0: I think the thing is, is that well, what I see a lot with my clients, because they are in the messy middle stage of business, they've got their client work to do. They've got all the things that they're trying to navigate on the back end of their business. It's really easy to have all of the ideas, but not really know how to put them into place. When to roll things out. What is the right thing to roll out? Am I rolling that thing out because that's what I feel is expected of me? Because that's what others in my industry are doing? Or is it something that I genuinely want to do? I want to increase my prices, but I don't know how to do that. There's so much second guessing that happens when you're running your business. And the value, in my opinion, certainly in the type of coaching that I do, is that we don't get stuck on ideas. We start to understand how does that idea fit into the vision of the business and also the vision of your life. And then how do you actually take action on that goal? What are the different steps that need to take? Whereas I think that you can get stuck in the ideas phase and then you can get stuck in this self-doubt. And then how do you actually roll that out? So there's, there's so many different components, whereas having a coach just allows you to keep moving. Whereas when you're on your own, it's really easy to quiet, quit your goals. It's really easy to just not know what to do next and freeze.
1: Yeah, and I think getting stuck in the busy work, whatever that is for you, is something that we can all do. Whereas with you, I meet with you fortnightly. Sometimes we have things to talk about. Other times I'm like, I don't know what we need to talk about. Let's just have a chat. And often those chats are the ones that are like, whoa, epiphany, this is groundbreaking, just like last week. But literally starting my podcast, I owe it to you. Doing all my online courses, I owe them to you in terms of your encouragement, but also just cutting through the procrastination and the excuses. And you never tell me to do something, you're always just massaging ideas that I have and then giving me the confidence to keep going. And when you're meeting with someone regularly, it's not you're not an accountability coach in any way, but it's like I do yeah I do think about what am I going to tell Christy next time I meet with her I want to keep moving this forward so I'm going to do it even though your role is not accountability I guess it's just the flow that happens from checking in with someone regularly so I reckon you've tripled my business in terms of the ideas and the progression that you've kept inspiring me to keep going along the way so yeah coaching for the win I say <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think it's such a good point though that you raise is that my job is not to tell you what to do, but my job is to listen and I can hear the cues in you. I know where you're, you've got an idea and sometimes you don't, and this is human nature, we don't want to own it because it can feel frightening or it can feel, it can feel like something that may just be like, who am I? I'm not saying about you specifically, but who am I to do that thing? Or why do I think that I'm good enough to do that thing? Whereas when you've got someone who's really listening and paying attention to your body language and really deeply understanding your goals and your desires and the impact that you want to create, then by, as you said, reflecting that back to you, then gives you the confidence to go, actually, this is something I can give a go. And it's also having, knowing that you've got that person to bounce ideas off as you're taking action, because that's the other thing. Once you decide to do the thing, once you start taking action and it starts getting hard, that's when you start to second guess yourself. You think, oh, I don't know, is anyone going to buy this thing? Or is anyone going to listen to that podcast? Or is anyone going to do that thing that I think is a good idea? And, And that's when you start to back out of the goal.
1: Amazing. So what's on the horizon for Christy Robinson? Is there anything new happening in your business or anything that you're launching that you could drop for us today? Yes.
0: So one of the things that I mentioned, I think it was late last year, is that I'm looking to roll out a la carte training sessions. And the first one that I'm actually looking to roll out is starting a podcast, more specifically for business owners who are in the messy middle, who've been thinking about starting a podcast for some time and don't know where to start because I myself found myself in that situation where I sat on the goal. I know my journey is different to yours, Beck. when it comes to starting the podcast, but I sat on my goal for one year before I started to take action. And it was only once I engaged Bambi Media to do the thing that I actually started to take action. So what I wanted to do or what I'm doing with this podcast course is to help you to understand the value that the podcast will create for you, teaching you how to create your episodes. So how do you structure your episodes and those first few steps to get started on launching
1: your own podcast. That sounds so exciting. I had no idea. And as I said before, credit starting my podcast to you, even though back then you were quite vanilla or fresh yourself. But yeah, you absolutely gave me the tools I needed to get started. So this is very exciting.
0: Yeah, I'm excited about that. I mean, look, at the end of the day, I just think there's so many people that don't know where to start. It feels so daunting because it's very, very different from LinkedIn. It's very, very different to Instagram. And there's less content out there around how do you actually start a podcast. Not everybody should start a podcast, but you know, there are a lot of business owners that have value to add on a deeper level that this is the right best next step for them. But cutting through that noise and figuring out how do you just get it going? And, you know, I know for you, Beck, you took this approach of I'm going to do it. I'm going to see how it goes. And what happens from there is, is what's going to happen. So, and it just ended up being such a successful show.
1: Well, I think that's what shocks me at the moment is there seems to be a lot of podcasts, but ours keeps growing in terms of listens and it's definitely got plenty of momentum. So there's still a lot of people out there listening to podcasts. There's still niches that haven't been tapped into and, As you've always taught me, just because there's someone else perhaps in your industry or seemingly doing the same thing as you doesn't mean that your voice isn't unique and valuable and exactly what someone out there needs to hear. So if you've got something to say, go and say it in a podcast. Absolutely.
0: And it's such a great way to add impact, right? Like it's, if you read an Instagram caption, the most you're going to get is 1200 characters. So there's only so much that you convey. Whereas in a podcast, you can talk about stories and anecdotes and you can really let your ideal client know that you understand them and you can create fun content, you can mix it up. And it's such a great way to showcase your expertise and personality as well.
1: And repurpose it. Like just this week I said to my employee, Jane, also my best friend, Jane, if you're listening, <laughs> she's like, oh, I've, I need to do this piece of work on this, but I'm not sure. And I said, go and listen to my podcast, which she did. And she's like, oh, that was amazing. Cause she's not a regular listener, obviously, <laughs> but it was just really nice to say, I've already said something about that for 25 minutes. Go and listen to it. I don't need to say it again. So good to repurpose. And for clients, if you're like, I've said something on this topic, here's the podcast, go have a listen. I can't wait to see that in the universe, Christy.
0: It's so true. I think even with my clients, and I know you listen to my podcast. I don't know whether it's every week, but it's so complementary to the work that you do. So it is such a—it's an addition to the work you do. I think that's the thing that's so valuable is, and it's evergreen. To your point, Beck, it's something that's going to be out there in the world that you can point, you know, potential clients to, that you can point existing clients to. In your case, a team member to. There's there's so many ways that you can use your podcast to support your existing clients, prospects, team, etc.
1: Well, I look forward to seeing that out there. Happy 100th episode. You're doing amazing. Thank you for all that you do. And yeah, I can't wait to see what the next 100 episodes brings.
0: Thank you, Beck, And thank you so much for being our guest host today. I really appreciate you being here and just celebrating this with me. I feel like we've been on this journey together. You were there when I started my podcast. I was there when you started your podcast. So no better person to be here celebrating with me the big 100. And to you, Boss, thank you so much for joining us for today's conversation. I hope it's given you a little bit of an idea about what it's taken for me to get to this point in my podcasting journey. And also, if you are wanting to start your own podcast for your business this year, then I invite you to join us for the waitlist for my upcoming new course, which is Launch the Podcast Course. This course is designed for business owners who are looking to start their own podcast. I'm taking away all the ambiguity of what it takes to actually start a podcast and do so in a way that really supports your brand. Having a podcast is such a great way to enhance your thought leadership, to grow your impact, to build a community, and of course, to grow your business. So, if you're thinking about adding a podcast to your business, then go ahead and join the waitlist. The link is down in the show notes. By joining the waitlist, you'll have first access to this course as well as a very special early bird price. I would love to be able to support you so that you no longer push this podcast off your goal list and you still start it without all of the stress and overwhelm that I experienced when I first launched my podcast. So what are you waiting for? Head down, join that wait list. I'd love to be able to support you. Boss, thank you so much again for joining us, not only for this episode, but for the 99 episodes before it. I love being here. I love supporting you and I love being able to join you every single week on your business journey. I appreciate you. Thank you for listening. And I look forward to chatting with you next week. Thank you so much for joining me. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider leaving a review. And if you're not already doing so, connect with me over on Instagram. My handle is Christy Robinson underscore consulting. And listen up. If you're keen to learn more about how I can support you to run your business like a boss, check out the website, ChristyRobinson.com.au. Thanks again, and I look forward to chatting with you next time.